the 200 metres, puts up a length and a half, two legs, Vasilator, and extends the Autumn Sun, three or four legs in front, a serious racehorse, the Autumn Sun, blazes in spring, bolts in, six legs. G'day guys, welcome back to the Fergo's Tips and Slits podcast, as always, it's Fergo, just quickly, how good of a horse was the Autumn Sun, how good could he have been, can see his prodigy out on the track. Um, today I'll be covering the Saturday, the 5th of September's races, the feature ones from both Mooney Valley and Ranwick. Just quickly, I've got a bit of a cold, so you hear a bit of, don't get angry, can't help it, unfortunately. Um, today I'll be recapping last week's results, an interview, well, you can't really call it interview, I'll explain in a minute with my good mate Scott, and previewing the, this week's features from the Valley and Ranwick, as I noted. So without further ado, we'll recap last week's tips from Caulfield. I decided to tip the full card, and this is how it went. I'll try to blaze through this as quick as possible, but race one I had Persan, which ended up winning $3. Rulership came third in race two, paying $3 to place. Not bad. Laburnum was beaten two and a half lengths. It was a bit disappointing, but still, you can't really be disgraced too far losing by that, only that much. Morrissey was second behind a very promising horse. I believe I am Superman. Child up well with preparation has come to the track and proven it. Interesting to see where the Snowden send him now. Chappelle with the Wizard from the West. Pikey riding came third. Great effort first up over the 2,000 metres. He's on a cup's path for sure, and that's a great return. It was about $2.50 to place when I tipped it. Superstorm and other Pikey horses beaten two lengths after flying home. The best 200 metre sectionals by the, from the race. Best 400 the finish, I think, actually, sectionals. Um, no knocks on it. It was a great run. It wasn't a get-back day either, so be keen as where Superstorm goes now. Tag along, my best bet. She's a thought it had the race one. It's so brave with the top weight. Finished third, beaten 0.3 of a length. No knocks on it, and the winner too. A mortal lover, I believe it was. And the second horse too. Um, Flying Award. Those three horses I'll be keeping a keen eye on because they're very impressive, all three of them, in my opinion. Gamekeeper flew home similar to Superstorm but came third at about $1.80 the place. Unfortunately, the group one, my tip, Savatiano, was scratched in the stores. She might have fallen over. I hope all's okay there. And then the last one, next best, Rubasaki, was absolutely terrible. No excuses. It didn't show up to what we saw last preparation. I, wonder if, I didn't see anything come out saying that there was any knocks on her after the race or anything. Keen to see where Paddy Payne sends her now, but wasn't an ideal first up run. And, of course, we got piked in the last because it was the Wizard who ended up winning that on perfect draw. Double, fi- double figure odds. Surprised didn't get backed in late, being piked in the last. Um, I'll now flick to this. I can't really call it interview. So, basically, this is my mate Scott. I was intending to interview, but my usual software didn't work. So, I tried to do it a different way. It didn't really work. But what I have got for you is Scott talking about me. Wait, oh, I'm going to tell you what the questions were right now. But, unfortunately, I wasn't able to... I successfully captured my audio, but basically, I've asked Scott for a quick introduction on himself, any big wins he had, we then talked about two of his spring picks, and I then asked him about jump outs, which is the man of, it's his area of specialties, so I now fix that now, I do apologise not being a proper interview, next week I promise will be fixed, sorry to you too Scott, but here's what he had to say, cheers. Uh, got into punting when I was reasonably young. Uh, my primary school was on the back of the Ipswich Racecourse in Queensland. We used to go and watch the horses race at lunchtime, and I was in about, I was probably about ten years old. Um, <laughs> no, no betting then. Uh, my family have always owned 
small shares in horses, so um, started off following them as a young teenager, and then, yeah, Dad would have the radio on every Saturday when I got out of bed, and just sort of caught the bug from there, I guess, with a father-son bonding. Um, oh, I had a few. Uh, trying to think of something that stands out. Uh, good. <laughs> uh, had cross counter at 26s when he won the Melbourne Cup. Um, pardon? I think it was somewhere somewhere between 10 to 15. Um, the other one, one that got me into futures was Hallowed Crown. Going back a few years now, uh, that was um, I listened to an interview with uh, James Cummings, and he said they were going to target the Golden Rose. Jumped on, and I liked the horse. Thought he had something special. Saw his paying fifty dollars, and backed him, and completely forgot about it. And then, come the day of the Golden Rose, I jumped on the tab and checked, and I had this cash out option. Oh, what's this? And yeah, there it was. But, oh, I completely forgot about that bet. Yeah, no, definitely not. From memory, he jumped about two eighty to three fifty somewhere around there that day. Yeah, there's a couple I've got my eye on. Uh, probably the one I'm most keen on. I, for those that don't know, most of my punting is in Victoria, uh, but. I do like to have a look in Sydney and Queensland, um, but looking at the Kosciuszko, uh, it's not really a bold selection because he's the favourite, but I think front page is going to be very hard to beat after what he showed in Melbourne, how he progressed from the provincials to city grade and the way he did it. He, I think he's got something special and Kosciuszko would be a nice race for him. Uh, the other one was, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Dragon A or Dragonette, one of the yeah one of one of the imports coming over. Uh, I think the the main aim is the uh, Cox Plate, um, but the plan the plan is to back him up in the Melbourne Cup, and I think he'd make a nice horse. Um, yeah, other than that, there's not a lot in Melbourne that really stands out for value in the around the spring carnival this year for me. It's I think, yeah, I think everything I like is sort of well in the market and just not worth the risk at this stage. Yep, um, I actually caught wind of it uh, just driving to work one morning and they had uh, Matt Welsh from racing.com. He used to go on RSN and do his trial files every Thursday and had a look at them and backed a couple. He gave me a couple of nice winners. I thought, oh, this is all right. So I started hunting around the jump outs and then sort of avoided maidens and then once I realized there wasn't there was very little to no information available for first starters who haven't had an official trial I started searching for the jump outs trying to find an edge that way and which you can do but uh, it used to be a lot of work you you could get the calendar off the uh, racing Victoria, and then you'd have to search around to the different race clubs, go to YouTube, 
and a lot of the data was just not accurate. Horses listed as wrong names, and now uh, someone has started a service called thejumpouts.com, uh, which is fairly cheap. I think it's twenty dollars a month or something. They have different they have different packages. I only get it for the replays and the results. So all the data is there, ready to go. Um, so I can just jump on, search a horse, and it gives you all their trials, compares the times of the day, and that's basically saved me hours, many hours. All right, no worries. Thanks. Cheers again, Scott. Once again, I do apologise for not even a labelled interview, but the quality of that, um, yeah, it's my fault, but. It's good to hear what Scott had to say. I will get him back on the show eventually so you can actually have a proper interview with him. But as I said, he discussed his futures, what's front page for the Kosciuszko, and it was Sir Dragonaut for the Cox Plate and the Melbourne Cup. And then he went on to talk about how he uses trials and where you can find them, etc. So now we'll get into my preview for the weekend. I'm covering, I believe it's eight feature races at Randwick and Mooney Valley. So not eight, both places for each. So let's get into it. Alright, Mooney Valley is the first track I'll address. Currently, the track's a good four. We might go into just the light, soft race, but should stay around a similar price. Oh, price, I'm talking about conditions. Race five, the Chandler McLeod Stakes over the 200 metres, group listed, and I believe that Showmanship will be losing this one. I know he's $2 at the Valley, but I don't think he'll be winning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down there, champion. Do you remember two weeks ago? I was calling this for the Cox Plate. Oh, my. Vago uh, Senior didn't know he was behind me, but there's his thoughts. Nah. I believe number three, Age of Chivalry, has what it takes to beat showmanship here. Trained by <laughs> Elton and Zara, ridden by Damien Lane, carrying the 60 kilos. Um, from barrier number four is the key here. Showmanship drawn three, which is a bit of a problem if you ask me. <laughs> Pikey will get back on the fence, which doesn't suit at the valley. Maybe at Belmont and Ascot, Pikey, but I'm not sure you'll be pulling it off at the valley. From gate four, Age of Chivalry should be able to go forward. Um, Akinar Star may be a pace influence drawn one, but it should... It should I, Map for me to be able to lead Akinar Star, but worst case scenario, it's sitting outside of it or just on its back, which works. First up, I tipped him when he was just beaten on the line by Viridine in the same class race, except at Caulfield. He's been to the valley once before at the track where he ran fifth in a benchmark 84 behind Usain Bowler. That fifth was only a one-length loss, though, so he chased hard along the inside with not a lot of room. So I haven't watched a replay, but from what I'm reading, he could have easily won. He handles all the ground, as I said. It could be soft. That won't be an issue. He loves the good track. So regardless, I don't have any issues with how the track will play. Hopefully, Damien Lane can get him jumping well. and out. Hopefully, oh, I want him to be leading. Hopefully, he can get him bowling along. But I believe he has a short, sharp sprint he can use if sitting on the leader's back. So that's the first race at the Valley. Race 5, number 3, Adrian Chivalry to win. Currently at $3.60 on the Ladbrokes. Race number six at Mooney Valley is the Mitty's McQuen Stakes. I've just butchered that, but who cares? Over the 1,000 metres, group two, wait for age. And, oh, look at Bella Vella here, number five. Um, our last start before a spell, she won the group one in Adelaide, which I was on her at $41. So I do remember that race quite fondly. Followed along up front but under Todd Panel. Um, Jamie Carr hops on and she's ridden her before and she's drawn wide in eight, but I think she's got the barrier speed to go forward regardless. And I'll quickly note that she actually won that three, that, what am I talking about? The fastest 955 meter sprint series I had over about three months at the very last year too. So 
she she can handles the valley. She's tracking distance, three starts for three wins. So <laughs> no knocks there at the class. She's nine starts for three wins and two placings. So she handles the group class as well. Um, well, obviously she won a group one. What am I saying? Um, five dollars fifty currently. Hopefully Bella Vella gets booted forward by Jamie Carr and can go and bowling up front. The rulership who's on the quick backup from last week, I tipped him could cause an issue for leading from barrier number three. Depends how he jumps. Um. Dangers. Brooklyn Hustle is a very classy course. One impressively first up at the Valley, but I can't rely on a back mark getting room at the Valley, so who knows? Hanseatic, the talented two-year-old, returns as a three-year-old. Still a cult. He's one at the Valley, I believe. Am I right there? No, he was scratched from the Valley, so he was going to run at the Valley, but scratched. He's talented horse. Keen to see him as a three-year-old. And also Bonds Away, who I was keen on before got scratched when that meeting was abandoned a few weeks ago at the Valley. He returns, which could be interesting, but I think the race sets up for Bellavelle to hopefully cross the rails and lead and give a good kick at the turn. The recent trial was good, and I've seen um, Will Clarkin come out and say that she's forward enough to win this, so let's see that Will please. Race 7, the Atlantic Jewel Stakes, and I'm in the corner of an each-way bet with number 2, River Knight. Um, trained by Elton Zara, again ridden by Damien Lane, exact same as good old Age of Chivalry in race 5. Um, this horse is second up. First up, it was very good in the Quizette Stakes behind Bell Nipitina at Caulfield over 1,100. So I mentioned the Atlantic Jewel Stakes is 1,200 uh, metres, three-year-old fillies group listed, set weights and penalties. Um, yep, number two, River Knight, as I just noted. Uh, first up, as I just said, it was in good behind Bell Nipitina, who's a very classy animal in my humble opinion. Second up, she won. Sorry, she came second at... Uh, Flowington in a listed race behind I Love Myself. So a very, very talented horse. I believe he actually went to Hong Kong. So Hong Kong starts soon as well. I'll mention that after I finish these tips. Um, the Valley is obviously a query for any horse who's not raced there before, but River Knight will put herself predominantly on the speed from Barrier 7. Should go forward. Should. I hope it does. If it doesn't, we're in trouble. Knight raid from Barrier number 5's map to lead, but River Knight could easily cross that or sit outside of it. So, as I said, on the speed, no issues. Handles the good track, um, handles good and soft, so either way, the track won't be an issue. Dangers, Aiden's Field was very good in the winter. Two starts for two wins at Caulfield and Sandown as a two-year-old. I also quite have the opinion of number eight, Agreeable, but again, the map, I don't know where it gets from Barrier 4. The back marker at the Valley doesn't tick many boxes. But I'm happy to go for seven dollars and two dollars eighty River Knight number seven number sorry number two from Barrier Seven who will be a pace influence which always seems to work out at the Valley no matter what type of race it is. <coughs> Pardon me. Race eight is a John F. Fian Stakes sixteen hundred meters Group Two Weight for Age. Now this was what Scott was talking about the golden ticket to the Cox Plate if you win you're in. So lots of horse. Lots of classy horses. Only a field of eight after Regal Powers, unfortunately, scratched and sent back to WA for chest and like, lung infection. But I'm on the opinion that number eight, Harbour Views, it's his only way to get in the Cox Plate because it's not higher rated enough. And I reckon Matty Williams will have this horse as forward as it can for its first up assignment over the mile. It won over the Cox Plate distance at the Valley last preparation, so I know it handles the Valley when it beat Django Freeman, who I believe is a very live chance in both the Cups, if not the Cox Plate as well. But um, another tick for me is that Harborview's drawn barrier number two. So the, the leaders, I guess you could say, being Sir Curry and Streets Avalon are both drawn wider. So if you shows enough toe, Matt, um, sorry, Johnny Allen could take the lead here, but that's not necessary for me. 
when I talked about it, one at the value, it was sitting camped in the latest back and just got peeled wide at the turn and went bang and put them to bed easily. Hopefully we'll see that again or he can lead and bowl along. He's a big horse, very talented six-year-old, a lot of race six-year-old, got a big opinion of it. And I believe number eight, Harborview's book, books his spots to the Cox Plate. In this race, $4.20 currently, race eight, number eight. That is all of Mooney Valley covered for Saturday. Hopefully we see some good results, obviously, but it's been a bit of a challenging place to punt recently. Obviously, heavy tracks. Uh, Meeting's been abandoned. Half of it been abandoned recently there too. Hopefully the track's in good order. Good four. Can't go wrong. So that's the Mooney Valley covered, the four features there. <coughs> oh, sorry. We'll now head to Royal Randwick for their four features. And boy, I'm probably going to be the most hated person on earth right now. But the first race I'll cover is race for the Concord Stakes over the 1,000 metres, group three, $3 up, set weights and penalties. And I'm doing it. I'm taking on Nature Strip. forty, you can count me out. I've seen many people on Facebook taking this $10 offer, I believe, on Tavron to be undefeated in spring. And I think you could be uh, have your bets lose after the on Saturday. I'm in the corner of number two, Guy Trard, the Gordon Richards trained South Australian galloper ridden by Jason Collett, who I believe is uh, quietly quite underrated if you ask me. Anyway, it's not the point. Drawn Barrier 4, a five-year-old gelding. He's booked his slot in the Everest prior to even running this preparation. I think he's got the English spot. So he's been in Sydney, tried at Warwick Farm recently, was well held behind Faseca. Not well held. He got asked for a little bit, but he, when he was asked, he performed over the 800 metres trial at Warwick Farm, as I mentioned. The first up record's five starts, and he's never missed a Cornell. Three starts and two wins. And may I add, last time he was first up, he went to Flinton over the 1,000 metres, and he won the Group 1 Black Caviar Lightning at $20. And may I add, the fourth horse in that race was Nature Strip. And this is where I'm going to get pretty passionate about hating on Nature Strip. Nature Strip was $1.40, first up into a Group 1, with classier animals than what they're facing today. Red Zell, loving Gabby also in that race, where Geetra defeated him. You're not getting a prize about Geetra, but I have seen history repeating itself here, and Geetra knocking off Nature Strip first up again. It's happened before, I don't see why it won't happen again. The map also speaks well, with Boar Muscle and Nature Strip, the obvious leaders, and I've seen in the week that the Boar Muscle's trainer, um... Johnny Pride saying that he believes Nature Strip's beatable. So that says to me they're going to test him. So I'm hoping that Ball of Muscle from Barrier 1 jumps as he usually does and makes Nature Strip earn a lead if he even finds it from the widest gate. Geetra should take a sit off the pace. Splintex and Dirty Work probably. It's probably going to look a little about Ball of Muscle on the rail, then Nature Strip outside of it, then Splintex and Dirty Work, then Geetra and then Prairie Fire, the rank outsider. But I'm hoping that Jason Collett gets Geetra to settle because in that Group 1, he was favourite, Admire, at last start at the Goodwood in, what's that, April. He was favourite. He just didn't um, settle. He looked home until Trekking flew home and beat it. It was a good thing beaten. If that thing learned how to settle in that race, then it wins. Um, but it really does rely on how Nature Strip races as well. If Nature Strip turns up how his trials have been, where he's just been putting anything near it to bed. But that being said, how do you know how much the other horses are trying? Um, that ship turns up. He'll be hard to throw, obviously. Safe Cornell, if you ask me. Maybe a 1 2, 1 2, 4 5 trifecta. Um, but yeah, putting myself on the chopping board here. 
the ultra consistent gauge trying to beat nature strip first up i'm hoping no pressure mate no pressure i don't want to look calm here next week after giving it all to gauge for him to flop first up but anyways race four number two three dollars seventy to win currently gaitra get on race five at oil remix the sorry race six is the furious stakes the group twos for three-year-old fillies <coughs> and I'm, I'm sticking with dame Giselle after its first up win First up, it was in the at Royal Remick over the same track and distance. It won the Silver Shadow Stakes, beating Firmosphere and Miss Canada home. And that was a good win, if you ask me. It um, was noted before the race to be ridden further forward, and it ended up leading. It led straightening, and it gave a good kick, and it just fought on when challenged, which is what you like to see. And I don't see why it can't lead again. The only possible danger to it is Forbidden Love, but all I see Forbidden Love doing is from leading my ad. He's giving it a trail across. It's got some great early toes seen in trials when it was a two-year-old, but decided to use it as a sit-and-sprint horse. But as soon as it came out and led in the group two last start and it won, I think they won't be going, how long a minute? Let's just make this thing sit again. It's the highest raider in the race. Second highest raider is a clear danger. It's the current favourite, Hungry Heart, number three, $3. My ad danger sold number one, paying $4.50. But first up... Its trials have been okay, Hungry Heart. It's got some big wraps on it, this horse, but I'm not going to buy into it till I see it. I'm happy to take the fitness on it, dangerous tell with the fitness on its side and obviously the form on the board as a three-year-old. And the other dangers for me, Fairmosphere was good in the dangerous cell race. I don't mind reduced image at a price, but yep, race six, number one for me, dangerous cell. Race 7 at Royal Randomick on Saturday is the Chelmsford Stakes over the mile. The Group 2 3 and up, wait for age, and boy, oh boy, this is the cracking field. Got Avilius first up, Finch first up, Wugox back after winning two races on the heavy trucks during winter. Lifeless Ordinary first up, Angel of Truth second up, Zabrowski second up, just to name a few. Natoya, the Doncast winner at $61 first up as well. But I have named the horse... Sorry, last time his horse raced, I said to you guys that if it sets up in um, distance and it trials well, I'll be on it again. And I can confirm that number three, Mr. Seawolf, he's done it. He's trialed in very good order, being held by James McDonald the whole trial since his first up fifth at the Missile Stakes over the 1,200 metres, which wasn't suitable, but I still had a cheeky spec on it at $20. Being $8 and $3 the place currently... And I don't see why Nashua Wheeler can't give us the win here on Mr. Seawolf. I thought it I said it's a lot I thought it was a live chance over twelve hundred metres. It's up to a mile. But getting a price. Angel of Truth is the big danger in my opinion, because I think it will lead and lead easily, because I don't think Finch will have the total lead at first up. But Mr. Seawolf gets the maps perfectly in barrier five to sit midfield, and it's got a nice turn of foot when it's got the distance to do so. Hit the line so well first up. I think it'll be hitting the line even better and hopefully winning on Saturday. I'm keen to see how Avilius turns up as a... What's he now? Is he 10 or 9? Sorry, 7. What am I talking about? Thinking of... Oh, what's his face? Hartnell. Um, yep. 7. You'll see how he goes first up. Um, But number 3 for me in race 6, 7. Sorry, race 7. Randwick, Mr. Seawolf at $8 and $3 currently. The final race I'll be previewing for the weekend is the Tramway Stakes at Royal Randwick. Race 8, it's a Group 2 for 3 all. There's an upset weights and penalties over the 1,400 metres. <coughs> oh, there's some exciting horses in this race. One of my all-time favourites, Dreamforce. Colding, 
Dragon Leap first up with some black types in New Zealand. Colette, the Oaks winner, who's now Cup Hopes. Um, Vanna Girl, the exciting filly from Queensland. Man, should I say now? But my pick, since I did my tips about an hour ago, this thing's 11 into 8.50. Number nine, Reloaded. Trained by Chris Waller and ridden by, in my opinion, hope I don't get any hate for this, the best in the business, James McDonald. $9 and $2.70 currently. Drawn Barrier 3, the four-year-old entire. I don't see why it's his price. I think it should be shorter than the likes of... I don't know how you could take $6 for Vanny Girl and not take... I don't even want to get into it, but it's just an extraordinary price. It's already been backed in. It'll, it'll start shorter, shorter, don't worry. Track distance, I'll quickly cover its race as a two-year-old. Came second behind Prince Farwell as he won in Group 1. Last preparation. Um, it mapped beautifully in Barrier 3. J-Mac knows what he's doing. Ridden it before. It'll probably get to sit on the leaders, who's going to be Dreamforce and Graceful Glamour. I've read an article literally this morning saying how James McDonald's never seen a horse progress from three to four like it has with Reloaded. Apparently from two to three, nothing really happened. But this horse is a new specimen currently. Trialed very well. Well held in both trials. Hit the line hard, especially in its second one on the heavy eight. It's currently a good fort Rainwick as well, my ad. Sorry, make it soft, but it's one of the good. It's one on the soft. <sighs> boy, oh boy. I love this price for Reloaded. It's the class animal. Be winning better races than this. I reckon it could sneak group one in on a lightweight. Who knows? What, well, I don't know what the target is, but it, was, like, it could be winning some more group races than this one. Race eight, number nine, Reloaded. $9 and $3 currently. I'm on. <laughs> That is my best value tip for the weekend, my ad too, that reloaded. So all of those horses being covered, all features previewed. I'll quickly mention the satellite on Sunday, sorry, the Hong Kong season kicks off. And I do tip every one of those meetings Wednesday nights at the Valley and Sundays or Saturdays at the Shah Tin. You can find all of my tips on the Fergo's, Fergo's Tips and Slips Facebook and Instagram pages. So please check them out. Those cartridges get posted the morning of the race day, so... Keep your eye out for them. Give us a like, follow, whatever you want to call it. Um, but for now, happy punting. I'm keen for these races on the weekend. I'm sure you are too. Best of luck. Fergo out.